Welcome to another episode of the Bandage Podcast, a weekly wrap-up of the most trending healthcare news. Each week, we'll discuss the latest in healthcare, health IT, and compliance. In this week's episode, we discuss healthcare going carbon neutral on an interstate scale, veterans getting an advocate in Texas, and linking pollution to depression. Let's wrap things up. This is episode 115 for the week of November 15th. Whoa. I'm Matt Moneypenny. And I'm Albert Battistelli. Before we get started, our diagnosis code of the week is W55.2 or contact with Cal. <laughs> you know, if you just, you know, you probably wouldn't be able to get this diagnosis code if you just told the cow to move out of the way. Ooh, oh boo. Gosh, All right. I'm sorry. Yeah, this you is should my be. last and final podcast. I will no longer be able to do this <laughs> because of my Ladies last remarks. This I is apologize. Matt Money Penny's curtain call. I'm getting canceled because <laughs> of uh, terrible jokes. <laughs> what word I learned this week? Chuggy. Is it Chuggy? You know the word Chuggy? I had never heard that until this week. I feel like you not knowing the word Chuggy is Chuggy within Is Chuggy. No, for sure. It has to be. <laughs> it's like the most Chuggy thing. The Chuggiest. Anyway, sorry. That's Chuggy. <laughs> anyways, let's get into it. First up, we have healthcare going at net zero. More than 40 countries have pledged to cut greenhouse gas emissions across their health systems, said the World Health Organization last week, representing the largest global effort to date to try to reduce contributions by the world's hospitals and healthcare industry to global warming. It's designed to put the industry on a path toward net zero emissions of greenhouse gases, and the change implies that the way healthcare is provided is going to be fundamentally transformed. The healthcare sector accounts for almost 5% of global carbon dioxide emissions. If it were a country, it would be the fifth largest emitter. 19 private healthcare systems in the United States have already committed to reducing the greenhouse gas emissions. The Biden administration said that by 2030, the United States will aim to reduce greenhouse gas emissions by 50 to 52% from 2005 levels across the economy. Healthcare accounts for 8.5% of the country's greenhouse gas emissions. Wow. That's a lot of information. Who would have thought that healthcare contributes so much to greenhouse gases? You wouldn't think it. No, but not actually. Yeah. When you break it down, though, it kind of makes sense because it's like, okay, well, we're talking about healthcare. So we're not necessarily talking about, you know, the MRI machine, although that right. takes a lot of power. So I'm imagining that it probably sure. does contribute, but probably not yeah. as much as ambulances and right. uh, life lights. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So. Uh, it's kind of cool, kind of interesting. We'll see. That is if interesting. Happens out of that. But, if it were a country, yeah. it would be the fifth largest emitter. That's that's a lot. That's a lot of emissions. You know. Yes. That's absolutely. right up there. I, that's up there. I think what United States has to be number two or number three, right? Like yeah, China, China India, yeah, maybe and India, then US, and then maybe US. Russia. Maybe US is fourth. I have no idea, actually. Advocate position for veterans. Taylor County commissioners approved an agreement with the Texas Veterans Commission that will add a healthcare advocate to the local Veterans Service Office. The measure also includes provisions for a claims representative or counselor. Such an advocate helps veterans with tasks such as resolving medical billing issues or assisting with appointments. The only cost to the local office will be an additional phone line extension. Ah, very cool. I wonder... Sounds nice. It's only yes. in one specific county, so it sounds like it could be possible. I don't know how many people live in that county of Texas because Texas is a massive state, in case you didn't know. Right, right, right. Um, but 
that's cool. I mean, I've re veterans veterans need advocates, so yeah, I, I think it's a great idea. Them. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if there's going to be some sort of preferred provider for all this information too, like yeah, medical billing provider help and assisting with appointment schedulers and things like that. It could be right. a play for the private sector to get on board. Right. And I'm wondering how they're like paying for it. It says the only cost to the local office will be an additional phone line extension, which is cool. So it sounds like the local office isn't going to have to pay for it, but is it being paid for by the county? I assume that if the commissioners had it's to probably, it? they might have, maybe they have like an intern who doesn't have that much to do. So they're like, Hey, you want to be an advocate? Start you want to advocate for something? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Sure, why not? Hopefully they have the bandwidth to do it because Texas is big. So yeah. Next up, pollution connected to depression. A study published last week by the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences analyzed the effects of particle matter in 352 healthy adults living in Beijing, China, a city with significant air pollution, in case you didn't know. Wow. The study found that those exposed to large amounts of particle matter, or PM2.5, exhibited more symptoms of depression. Study participants exposed to the microscopic dust particles and other pollutants also reported more difficulties with problem solving and other mental tasks. In addition, magnetic resonance imaging or MRI screenings of the study participants revealed that those exposed to high levels of PM 2.5 showed evidence of disruption and activity of 22 brain regions. I didn't even know there was that many brain regions, wow, yeah. including those involved in thinking and memory. The researchers concluded. Although most of the health complications related to air pollution are associated with the heart and lungs, there is evidence that it can also affect mental health. With a study published earlier this year suggesting that worker productivity is impacted in offices with poor air quality. Hmm. An interesting study, but also kind of checks off, you know, checks out. It's like, oh, oh yeah, absolutely. I was going to say, like, it's cool that they studied it, but I feel like I didn't need a study to know that. Like... <laughs> Yeah, you gotta confirm things from a scientific from a, from a scientific standpoint. You gotta confirm stuff. And Absolutely, it's obvious. You gotta confirm it, but it's also and it's like, helpful. Ah. <laughs> yeah, it's helpful to see that, that, like you know, that it's affecting twenty two regions of the brain, like for people who are exposed to the high level of part particulate matter. But yeah, hopefully they can find ways to like remedy that. I mean, obviously, fixing pollution would be the number one remedy, but you know. Barring How many regions of the brain are there? That's a great question. Um, let's see what a quick Google. I feel like is. okay, so there's three basic regions. So we're talking like sub regions here. I was gonna say there's not even 22 regions of the moon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess you're right. So I don't know. Interesting. That's cool. Um, hopefully this kind of helps with greenhouse gas emissions, which ties hey. back to our first story of the podcast. Wow. Oh my gosh. So like the health of the planet affects the health of the people living the on people. it. Whoa. Weird. Boxes. We need to study yep. on that. We wow. need to study on that. <laughs> Anyways, let's go into our next segment. B-R-E-A-C-H, Breach Patrol. It's a breach. All of the latest cybersecurity breaches. Welcome to Breach Patrol. We talk about the latest breaches all across the world. First up, Albert, what do we got? Ah, right. Falling for social engineering. Online stock trading platform Robinhood has confirmed it was hacked last week, with more than 5 million customer email addresses and 2 million customer names taken, as well as a much smaller set of more specific customer data. The company said in a blog post that a malicious hacker had socially engineered a customer service representative over the phone November 3rd 
to get access to customer support systems. That allowed the hacker to obtain customer names and email addresses, but also the additional full names, dates of birth, and zip codes of 310 customers. Robinhood claims that no social security numbers, bank account numbers, or debit card numbers were exposed and caused no immediate financial loss to customers. Okay, so I will come out and say that I received an email from Robinhood saying that my email has been exposed. Mm. So, but I don't know if it Thank you for your vulnerability, Matt. Included, I know, I just want to be vulnerable with you, Albert. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if that includes, I mean, that probably includes my full name. Sure. I don't know if that includes my date of birth zip code. They didn't that provide says 310 customers. Yeah. So I don't think I'm a part of the 310 customers. But really, what can this hacker do with this information? If they just get your email and your first name, what can happen? Well, you can get a phishing attempt, right? Sure. So the entire thing, how this happened in the first place with the 310 customers that got exposed was through social engineering. And yep. what type of attack is a phishing attack, Albert? Is that like when a person sends an email and tells you to click well, on this link? Yeah, and... but what category of attack is it? I don't know. It's a social engineering attack. Alex. Oh, social oh, engineering. Okay. Gosh. I don't know what specific oh, word you were looking gosh. for. Social oh, engineering. Geez. Okay, yes. Jesus oh, is my co-host, everybody. You just said that two seconds ago. I wasn't <laughs> expecting you to use the same thing you just said. I thought you were asking like a like, All right. I'm so, just yes, kidding. Social engineering. I get it. Yeah, so... Uh, Basically, if he was successful with social engineering attacking a customer service agent, which that was just calling, so that's a different type of social engineering. But if he was successful with that type of social engineering, you bet your bottom that he will be successful with phishing attempt as well because he seems like he's a seasoned social engineer, if you will. So yep. uh, if you have a Robinhood account, just be, be wary. You know, that's it. I also oh, have a Robinhood. A Robinhood account. I did not receive an email about any sort of breach or hack. So dang it, dang it. I'm, so I'm one of the, you got a fifty-fifty shot. Yep, that was me. Next up, record rehacking time. The disordered hacking group reportedly hacked a group of luxury hotels again after a deal to pay a nine hundred thousand dollar ransom collapsed. The hacking group said it had satisfied all the hotel's demands, including providing samples of every database stolen for the management team pulled out of the deal. The Sword and Hacking Group claimed to have breached the hotels again within just 10 minutes and exfiltrated 400 gigabytes of files. The group said that the stolen data includes names, passport number, ID number, phone, email, and the residence of some hotel guests. Their booking information, including check-in and departure time, and other details. It also claims to have accessed all financial data, corporate data, employee data, and other details as well. Santera Hotels and Resorts CEO said that they learned of the initial data breach that affected a, quote, limited section of our network on October 14th. He admitted that the hackers had accessed some customers' information, but not credit card information or financial information. Interesting. So basically, the hotel got out of the ransomware attack, right? So mm -hmm. assuming this isn't provided, but this assumes that the hotel got out by backing up their data and just going back to the backups and not providing the ransom attack. So basically they're just saying like, hey, hacker, you know what? I'm gonna call your bluff. You don't have this information. I'm gonna use my backups and I'm not gonna talk to you again, right? right. We're over, we're done. We're not doing right. this anymore. I'm You're not done. paying you $900,000. You're done, right? Okay. Which also like, why not just ask for a million? Why 900,000? Like that yeah, just right. seems it's, like a missed opportunity. Let me cut you a deal. I got a hundred thousand right. dollars off a right. one million dollar mm -hmm. ransom. 
It's 10% off your purchase. 10 Once your data off. back, yeah, just pay yeah. me now. Sounds like a good idea. It sounds like a good deal. We'll cut you a deal. Um, but the hotel was like, you know what? No, I'm not. I will not. I will not negotiate with terrorists. Right. right. Clearly. Um, so <clears throat> they didn't. And then the hacker group was like, okay, well, cool. I'm just going to, your vulnerability is still there. So I'm just going to go back in and, uh, you know, yeah. get your other systems again. So yeah, that sounds, that sounds like a, almost a satire, but it's, yeah. it's, it's reality. This is what happens. This, it, this hacker group is very stubborn. <laughs> I guess so. Very persistent. <laughs> not just going to well, go away. Hope the hotel group. Uh, you you can't rip these hackers out. off. These are like honorable hackers. When you make a deal with these hackers, you stick to it. Yeah, you gotta you gotta make sure that you pay them because that's right. That's intense. They're right. Yeah, that's intense. Well, you know, hopefully the hotel can get everything back to normal and the victims aren't as impacted as it makes it sound like because social security yeah. number or not so social security number and passport passport number. That's bad. That's sketchy. Yeah. That's like Jason Bourne level hacking right there. Yeah, it's no good. All right, next. More than half of IT leaders don't think that they can mitigate a breach. A recent study from Syntax reveals that 51% of IT leaders reported that they would be unable to successfully mitigate a data breach or ransomware attack. Overall, the report shows that leaders tend to overinflate their actual innovation capabilities. While many executives rank themselves on the quote, leading edge, also known as the top 5% of businesses when it comes to innovation, their actual capabilities reflect a different picture. IT leaders who overestimate their innovation capabilities find themselves at risk of missing out on critical technology that will be the lifeline of their business. This study found that for 94% of leaders, cloud spending was up due to the pandemic, and a mere 1% said that they had no budget for cloud over the next year. Still, business intelligence investments are set to rise in 2022. Despite this, only 36% of companies believe that they have the staff to implement AI automation so automation investments may still face roadblocks, especially as 44% of companies plan significant investments in business intelligence capabilities. Nearly half, 48%, of businesses surveyed have automated more than half of their processes, but that number will only slightly increase to 58% over the next five years based on planned spending. And so another study, and it's just depressing when, I mean, just when you go over these, these sections every every week, Every single week, it's just like there is just no hope for us. <laughs> like all these companies have our data because we have to make a username for every single service that we use. So that way the company can track you and send you marketing. Um, but then they also don't really care about your data that much is what right. it sounds like. <laughs> um, but ransomware, I mean, there's a reason why ransomwares are so, that's why, that's why we hear about them all the time. They're so successful and it's because people aren't prepared for them. They don't have the, the incident response plan in place and uh, hackers know that they exploit it and they get into your system and then they make a bunch of money. So sucks. Um, definitely sad. Uh, maybe there's hope along the way. But you need ransomware training, which is where we come in. Exactly. But also, yes. So, um, yeah, with that, uh, that's it for your week's wrap-up of your weekly healthcare news. And I'm Matt Moneypenny. And I'm Albert Battistelli. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Bandage Podcast produced by eTactics.